welcome to the Willow in the Windies with David Oram. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Cricket, lovely cricket, at last where I saw it. Yardley tried his best, God had won the test. They gave the crowd plenty fun, the second test and West Indies won. With those little pals of mine. Hello and welcome to The Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. With me as usual to look at uh, the recent major cricket news stories in the region and to discuss the hot topics in the tropics is the renowned Joseph Reds Pereira. Greetings Reds, how are you? Greetings from St. Lucia also and greetings to our listeners in uh, Grenada, St. Lucia uh, and in North America both in the US and in Canada I think we've got some uh, new uh, listeners in the USVI. No, it's, it's, it's wonderful news, and I and I hope they've managed to to bridge the gap uh, uh, with our little hiatus. Uh, it's it's been a fortnight, Reds. I was unfortunately uh, uh, NA uh, a, a week ago, so we've got uh, two weeks worth uh, to to catch up on, really. Well, you had a family commitment. You had to travel all the way from Pakistan to London and back, and uh, you know I, I'm glad that we are back and running. Well, yes, indeed, and we've got a lot to catch. And, and really, I'm going to be led by you, Reds, because unfortunately, with one thing or another, I saw very little of uh, West Indies' two tests and uh, and, and England's uh, first two tests. Uh, and it's ironic that we're back up and running. This is only a, a few hours uh, after we've had a major earthquake in the region here, and I know there's been uh, some loss of life uh, in Pakistan and Afghanistan today. Yes, I was I was seeing that in the news, and it, it's it's really sad. And you know, when you when it happens in those areas, there's not a lot of medical support um, nearby. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've I've never experienced anything quite like it. Um, I've heard how it feels to be in an earthquake, and I was standing under my doorway with the house visibly wobbling. Um, very disconcerting experience. Anyway, to, to, to matters cricket, Reds, um, the first two tests, well, the only two tests, West Indies, Sri Lanka, uh, a 2-0 defeat. Was, uh, was that perhaps inevitable? Well, certainly, I think in the second test, uh, we did uh, compete bowling-wise. I mean, we were able to bowl out Sri Lanka for two low scores, two low scores, and uh, our batting fail very, very badly indeed. I mean, in the second innings, what we were set 244, mm. we were 80 when the second wicket fell, 80 for two. Yeah. Now, we had gotten ourselves in a very good position, and then, you know, it all fell in, and the the batting uh, then was just worsome. The bowlers mm. had done human work, I mean, to dismiss... Um, the Sri Lankans for 200 and then dismiss them for 206. You can't ask the bowlers to do any more. Um, and if we could only had one player in the middle order um, batting along um, with Bravo, hmm. um, it, it might have meant a difference. But, you know, you, you, you see Samuel, who's had a horrible um, series with Pakistan, all told. Um, six, Blackwood four, Ramden ten, yeah. Old uh, seven, Roach thirteen, and I can go on and on just to emphasize the total collapse 
from 82. When I got up this morning, I was very, very disappointed that, you know, we, we didn't draw, at least draw the series and full marks to our bowlers. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was, uh, although, ironically, the, the, the major breakthroughs at the end were made by a batsman. Uh, Greg Brathwaite taking the last six wickets, which is twice as many wickets as he's ever taken in first-class cricket, Reds. Yes, and I think, you know, over the years we have failed to bring on these quote-unquote secondary bowlers, part-time bowlers. Mm. I've always thought that someone like Sarwan in the past uh, was on the bowl. You you go back um, to... Uh, early West Indies teams, the, the 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 likes of Joe Solomon will come on board, some leg spin. Yeah. Um, the likes of um, Basil Butcher will come on board, some leg spin. The Australians had you know Bobby Simpson and Ian Chappell and yeah. Stackpole, etc. Um, you know, I, I think this is something must be encouraged now. I mean, Blackwood bowls a decent off spin. Uh, we, we we have to you know turn to these people when necessary. Yeah, well they've they've done that in recent years with uh, with Samuels and uh, but now he's got this further query over his action and query over his his batting place. It may well be that Craig Brathwaite bowls a lot of those overs that Samuels has been bowling. Yes, uh, yes. Um, Craig needs to be a little more uh, productive with the bat. Mm. Um, but he was below par in the store, and I think he will uh, be the first to admit it. I think he had trouble with Herat, um, but a lot of people had trouble with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of question marks over over the batting, obviously, and um, there's going to be perhaps places up for grabs when it comes to Australia. But is there anybody obviously better Reds? Well, there was a feeling that if you took Warrican, if and he was eventually played, thank God, and if you took Chandrika, mm. you needed to, to have played them. Well, they did play the left-arm spinner, uh, but Chandrika was not played, and he is an opening batsman. Yeah. Um, what do you do? You, you, do you now take him to Australia? Um, you know, what are the options? Um, Theophile uh, from the windwards says, not a lot. Um, do you bring back Johnson from Guyana? Um, you know, there's not a lot of flexibility. Um, you know, I was thinking this morning, um, as, as you look ahead, you could possibly see Dowridge replacing <laughs> Ramden. Yeah. Hope is also um, a, not, not a bad option. Um, but, but we do not have a, a great deal. Are we going to include a young fast bowler um, to Australia? Mm-hmm. Look what the South Africans have done with Robada, you know. Yeah. We, we, we really need, need to maybe to, to get a young fast bowler in because if you look at the, the pace of Roach, the pace of Roach has dropped with um, each and every test match. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there, there, there are worrying signs. Yeah. Well, perhaps it's going to be a case, Reds. I don't know when they intend to uh, select... The, the side for Australia. Um, is there opportunity for somebody to score runs in the early matches of the, the four-day season and get on the trip to Australia? Well, um, that will depend on the timing, but um, we're not too far from selecting uh, that team for Australia. Mm. And uh, the four-day season starts on November the 6th. Mm. So um, if there 
going to come after that, well, the, the, there is a chance, but I, I, I don't think uh, it's going to coincide in yes. favour of the start. Yeah. So we'll mainly see something very similar to, to what we've seen in Sri Lanka and uh, and in defeat. I mean, perhaps some players will uh, will shine through in the in the one day matches to come. Yes, uh, in the one day matches to come. But talking to uh, about Australia, I don't see us playing two spinners. No. It will either be Besu or Warwicka. Maybe um, if we get a real turner, you can maybe see both. Uh, Besu has not had the happiest. Um, of, of Sri Lankan uh, tour, um, and it's a, a, a venue that you, you expect your spinners to do fairly well, but I think he was just too short and allowed too many four balls. Mm. Do you expect to see in Australia a similar composition to the side in terms of... They, they were bold, West Indies. Um, all right, they lost the two tests, but I was very pleased to see that they went in genuinely with five bowlers. Uh, Ramdin at six failed as a batsman. Um, there is the option of uh, Carlos Brathwaite to uh, bolster up that middle order. Or do you think they'll go back to four bowlers? No, they can't go back to four bowlers. That would be a, a negative. Um, you know, if you have four great bowlers, you know, um, vis-a-vis Roberts holding Croft and Garner, yes. Yeah. You, could, you can use... Uh, four great bowlers in that case, but um, we have to continue with the balance. We have to continue with the balance uh, that we have gone to. Um, we, we 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 need to, to to ensure that we don't try to uh, compete with Australia with, with, with four bowlers who would be chasing a lot of leather. Mm. No, I I would have liked to have seen Carlos playing at least one of these tests uh, to get a game under his belt. Some, some people have said that he's too similar a type of player to, to Jason Holder. Um, but I think Jason Holder's a, a much better bowler than, than Carlos. Yes, I, I certainly think so. Um, whether um, you could use um, Carlos Braffitt as one of the, in place of one of the fast bowlers, mm. um, that may be an option and he will give the batting some depth. Yeah, yeah. Although arguably is uh, as somebody who's never been to Australia myself, Red. So I don't know quite so well about the quality of pitches there. You can talk with, from experience. Is Carlos Brathwaite perhaps uh, too medium pace for Australian wickets? No, he will. He, he's a big man, you know. He's he's Garner type. I think he will get a fair amount of bounce. Right. Um, I haven't quite seen the itinerary, and uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly where the matches are being played. Mm. But um, you know, the, the Australian pitches are uh, balanced; they're, they're good for stroke pickers, and uh, they are fairly helpful to, to good fast bowling and, and good medium pace bowling. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, the selectors will look closely at the uh, the, the the schedule and uh, make some selections. Uh, accordingly, uh, just on a, on a wider thing, Reds. Uh, since we last spoke, there was it got a lot of international coverage. Cigarfield Sobers went out for the uh, the second test of the the Sri Lanka uh, series, and uh, his interview he gave was was covered wi- widely, and he seemed almost almost tearful when he spoke about the state of West Indies cricket, and he made comments, um, you know, really disparaging uh, the heart of many of the the current West Indies cricketers. Well, he said, um, you know, quite openly in in in, in that interview, um, what has been written about for a very long time, and when, of course, the 
the likes of Cigar Fisobos, um, you know, comes out and further uh, restates that, um, you know, uh, people are not playing as in his day uh, for the pride of playing for, for, for the West Indies and mm. having the, the commitment and having the ability to change a game, etc. Um, and then he, he went on um, to refer to the amount of 2020 cricket we are, we are playing um, in, in, in the Caribbean. Um, I think it, 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 it simply underscored uh, what was in the past and what is now happening. Yeah, uh, Fazi Mohammed similarly wrote a, a good piece this weekend when he expressed the, the the feeling that a lot of the West Indies cricketers aren't playing uh, and representing the region as a, as though it was a privilege, um, and it is just merely as a, as a job. How how can that be overcome, Reds? I do not know. I mean, when you have Lyndon Simmons, who really should have been in in in, in Sri Lanka if he wanted to. Yeah. Simply saying, I cannot play for that. Well, I, I can tell you the the Gary Sobers um, period. They played for a lot. I repeat, a lot less. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, it it, it is not um, you know uh, a bad offer. Uh, you know, for for a a a, a person playing Test cricket for the Westernies. Simmons simply said, and it, 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 he's within his right. Said I, I, I cannot um, play test cricket for that. That's a fine example. Yeah, you know. No, well, it it, it concerns me, Reds, and I, I tend to agree with Mr. Garfield. Um, which is not to say that cricketers, West Indies cricketers, in the past haven't pursued a financial gain and a living. Uh, Larry Constantine based himself in. Uh, in the UK and play league cricket uh, for money. Uh, the Packer players famously, uh, uh, well, decamped from the West Indies to go and uh, pursue more money. But there comes a point at which is enough is enough. How many how many strip clubs does a cricketer need in his bedroom and uh, and dancing poles to to fund his lifestyle? Well, people might uh, say to us listening to this podcast that. Uh, um, that David and, and Reds are, are, are very old-fashioned and, and, and need to wake up. Mm. Um, it's the reality. It's the reality of of, of of 2015. Here's hoping that the four-day competition starting soon, um, with the professional atmosphere uh, that is um, set to be operating in the various camps, that we will see maybe slight indications of of people putting their heads down and, and big scores coming out of the four-day. Uh, the one worrying thing is what is happening maybe in the next generation of our under-19 players, you know. Mm. Uh, would there be specialised coaching to bridge that gap between under-19 and our first-class season and then hence on to an, an eight tour and then hence on to a Western East tour? Those things are are very vital to the future of our looking better and doing better. Yeah, absolutely. Reds, let's turn from failure to success. Uh, the ladies' team, they've, they've gone to equal top in the world with Australia after their, their successful home series, uh, and I think you saw the games there in St Lucia against, uh, against the touring uh, uh, Pakistani ladies. Yes, um, and I must uh, congratulate the St Lucian media uh, it was covered um, by radio, covered by television, all four games, and it was treated with respect as it should be. Mm. Now, um, 
there was in fact the first ODI, which was um, uh, an official ODI, but it didn't um, um, compete for points yeah. um, that you referred to. And Pakistan certainly upset the West Indies there, and that probably um, was a bit of a wake-up call. <laughs> and then you saw probably a much more competitive West Indies side, and uh, I think the bowlers did all what you, you could have asked them. Uh, they were opening bowlers in terms of Cornell and Smart, the spin coming from Mohammed and Matthews. Taylor herself also uh, starred with the ball. I haven't gotten to her batting yet. Hmm. And, um, you know, you, you, you have to look at uh, Taylor's performance in this tournament. I mean, she's a, a real cut above uh, her, her, her teammates. And relief of the captaincy, Marissa Aguilera looked a new player. I mean, talking to Ezra Mosley and talking um, to Vasper Drakes, they said, like, the fact that she hasn't got the responsibility of captaincy and wiki-keeping, mm. and she didn't wiki-keep in, in this tournament, except maybe for one game, um, night of Barbados kept. Um, she looked, you know, totally relaxed, freed up, played shots that they hadn't seen. Uh, but I think looking down the line, uh, the West Indies coaching staff will want to see better starts and uh, a lot of the players um, getting out with soft dismissals uh, as they look uh, towards the future. So overall, a very uh, successful um, ODIs in St. Lucia for the West Indies. They have now gone on to Grenada for three 2020s and um, we'll, we will see if they will be as successful um, in that shorter form of the game. But, um, you know, really, um, Stephanie Taylor is, is a, a world-class player. Mm. And I would think, I would think, David, she can play in Division One club cricket very easily. Right. And I think she will hold, she will hold her own um, against uh, our, our men in the four-day competition. Yeah. No, it's, it's been a... Great to watch the, uh, the the West Indies ladies really emerge from... They were down at something like 7th or 8th only a year, 18 months ago, and come flying up. They really have improved and, and, and impressed. And uh, we monitor their, their future games and uh, tours uh, with a great deal of interest. Yes, they go to South Africa um, uh, next year. Uh, that would be a test in South Africa. And, you know, uh, both uh, Vasper Drakes and Ezra Murray said they were looking forward to the day where these girls can play a test match. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they're being successful um, at the shorter for the game. And uh, they look forward to them playing a test match. And really and truly, in contrast with the lack of success um, in Sri Lanka, uh, this uh, victory by the West Indies team and, and the way of, uh, how they won um, it's really coming at, at the right time. It, you know, it really, in some small way, cushions the, the, the blow of the sad story out of Sri Lanka. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, let's hope that uh, the men can bounce back uh, in the one-day formats and, uh, and the girls go from strength to strength. Uh, looking ahead again, it was announced uh, that uh, South Africa and Australia are going to be coming to the Caribbean uh, uh, next year uh, for a triangular uh, ODI tournament. Yes, I think that uh, was um, some very um, good news to hear. The venues will be, of course, uh, Guyana, 
St. Kitts and Barbados. And then, um, you know, just before that, we had some indication from the president of the board that India would be coming to play four tests in, in, in 2016. Hmm. Um, you know, that's also very good news. And, um, you, know, you know, it is up to um, our, our selectors to, to get things right. And, um, you know, hopefully that the West Indies um, at the ODI level uh, can be able to compete as we hope they'll be able to compete in Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's not been anything that I've seen official that says the uh, the question of the 42 million has been settled, but the indications do seem to be that there's a uh, uh, a cooling between uh, of relations between and the Indians are going to fill that tour, and the indication is that uh, the West Indies will will repay that debt, as it were, by uh, by future tours out there to India. Yes, I think you, your your reading of it is right. I've heard that on unofficially, of course, that there seem to be some sort of an understanding. Um, what is a little worrying is that uh, there don't seem to be uh, any real movement in the, the uh, Phil Simmons matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's got two lawyers. Uh, it's been further postponed. And one of the things, David, that uh, we need to remember is the Antigua labor laws. The mm. Antigua labor laws calls for in case someone infringes their contract. I think, and I'm not, you know, a legal mind, but my simple understanding is that if one uh, convenes their contract, they needed to be at least one um, letter, um, one warning letter, so to speak, mm. um, prior, uh, before any action uh, could be taken. Right. Um, so uh, we just have to wait and see. I think... We talked about Australia, and when I look at the batting, I really believe that the board needs to get a top-line experienced batting coach if we are going to um, see the batting improve. Uh, I really feel we are a feeling coach. Um, whether we can find that person to help our, our, our batting um, to, to really uh, put sports together, the concentration, the slot a shot selection, etc. Well, I think that is a matter for the board, but it's very clear that we can't just take this team uh, to Australia without improving uh, the support from a senior, um, world-renowned batting coach. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the if nothing else, there needs to be clarity uh, before they go to Australia. Just who is in charge, and if it's still Eldine Baptiste, we we need to know that. Yes, well, um, the, the, the longer this um, meeting um, schedule with Phil Simmons and the board, um, you know, it takes long to get going, um, the uncertainty sort of builds up. Yeah, no. We'll watch and we'll, uh, we'll find out in the fullness of time. Um, one last thing before we... Uh, we uh, end this week's uh, chat, Reds. Uh, I understand you, you were uh, able to attend... Uh, the uh, memorial service for Steve Kamash. Yes, I, 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 I made an effort to get up to Antigua. I knew Steve since he was um, about uh, 12 years of age and uh, saw him very early in his bat and ball at Bogdan and uh, in the north portion of King's Drum, uh, knocking around. And uh, the, the service was very pleasant. It was 
uh, you know, celebrating his life. And uh, it was good to see that his wife, uh, Alison, uh, put together a very, very nice uh, service. Uh, Augustinian, the former great uh, Skibbs, um, Michael Baldwin, and Joe Garner, um, all there. Um, West Indies board, certainly um, with the entire staff there, uh, with Richard Pybrus, uh, Roland Holder, the treasurer, Barry Thomas. Unfortunately, the president was away, and the CEO had to fly back to Jamaica because he himself had a loss uh, in his family. Yeah. But um, there was, in fact, uh, a nice touch with Vance Emery coming from Nevis, Enoch um, Enoch Lewis and uh, Hugh Gore, you know, former um, colleague um, Andrew Seeley, who worked with the late Steve Kamasha, the West Indies board, uh, was there. Um, it was, in fact, a, a, a very nice gathering indeed. And um, I, I think uh, Steve would have been happy uh, with the e event at the Catholic Church in, in St. John. Yes, no, and um, we know his passing and uh, remember his his achievements. And uh, I know you were uh, having to uh, hear about from pillar to post, uh, Reds, to, to to get to it and then get back to the cricket and commentate. And you've been busy yourself. Well, I had to catch a 5.30 flight. There was the ODI on the Saturday. Uh, but it was, it was certainly worth the effort. I'm, I'm very happy that uh, I, I was there. Um, and uh, you know, was, was able to say goodbye uh, to Steve. One of the little discussions of coming um, is the question of the pink ball. Um, yes. New Zealand and Australia done to play Adelaide. And I see Borges uh, saying that um, not happy with the pink ball. He, he got 40, 55 against uh, New Zealand. And Ian Chapel is saying maybe the white ball is in fact um, the best bet. I, I confess, Reds, uh, I have my own reservations about the, the pink ball experiment. But, um, hey, let's let's just watch and see how it goes. Well, I think in principle they're trying to get more people to come to cricket. And if you can start at, at, at 2 o'clock, or thereabouts in the afternoon, might end up with, with, with a very decent crowd that you wouldn't normally have if it's as much during the week in any part of the world. Now, Reds, I'm going to leave it there. the uh, The line has been deteriorating in the in the last minute or two while we've been chatting. So I think uh, before I lose you completely, and it may very well still be to do with the uh, uh, the disruption uh, we've had here in the region in Pakistan with the terrible earthquake today. Uh, I will I will thank you and uh, say cheerio. I'd love to give a congratulation to the West Indies women. Uh, they're certainly a talented bunch, and uh, they worked extremely hard whilst they were in Lucia at, at the camp, and not surprised at their success. Yeah, ab absolutely. Well, Reds, thank you very much, uh, as ever, for joining me, and thank you to all our listeners to wherever they have been. This has been the Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean Cricket bro uh, Podcast, and I hope you can join us again next time. Goodbye. <laughs>